Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome. Hello to the first ever Second Watch podcast. So, what is the Second Watch podcast? Well, Second Watch, as I'm sure you're all aware, is actually what Swatch stands for. And this podcast is, well, this podcast is for all things linked to and really dedicated to all of those swatchy items. Just to be clear, this podcast is 100% unofficial and is absolutely nothing to do with Swatch as a brand worldwide. It is just some fans, some collectors, some random people with random musings talking about things Swatch and things that matter to them and that are important to them in the world of Swatch. Obviously, at the moment, we are in difficult times with COVID-19 sweeping across the world. Yes, coronavirus is here. And at this time, all of the Swatch shops around the world have closed. So why do a podcast? Well, the podcast has been in the planning stage for a couple of months now, and it just happens to have coincided with the coronavirus outbreak. And it seems that it's a good time to reach out to people so that they're aware of other collectors around the world if you're not fully up on all of your social media platforms. I'm sure that Swatch will continue to release great, interesting and exciting new watches over the next few months, but it's also good to talk to each other. There are several pages on Facebook that enable you to do this, and please, look them up, check them out. I'm involved in a couple of them, but, you know, we are a community and we can really help each other in these difficult times. So, who am I? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I'm not going to go satirical. Uh, my name is Steve and I've been a Swatch collector, well, since its inception, since 1983, 84, 85. Really starting to collect watches seriously in the late 80s, early 90s, when I started to earn some money, really. I am a active pioneer member on the international scene of the club and was a gold member in 2004, in the year that the Golden Pioneer event was held in Brussels. So what's a Golden Pioneer member? Well, Golden Pioneer, uh, an upper echelon within the group, Basically, to become a gold member, you have to win a competition. And that competition, over the years, has been varied and vast. And they've asked you to do a number of different things and submit in different ways. Originally by post, via fax, via email, and now just uploading it onto the Swatch Club pages. The Golden Pioneer membership level really is Swatch looking out and... The people that go along to the events are fantastic and I'm sure over the coming weeks, months and years you will hear stories from such people and really how they got into Swatch. So as I said, my name's Steve and I'm based in London in England. You can probably tell that from my accent, although for those of you that know me, my accent does wander via osmosis, which means that I can be in a room full of people and naturally my accent will drift. It's not meant to cause offence or to annoy people, but sadly, (laughs) 
that is what happens. So how does the podcast change? What are we looking to do with the podcast? Well, this podcast really is in a very early stage, an inception stage. We don't have a theme tune yet. Um, I'm working on that. And it's nice to have a jingle at the start and at the outro of the podcast. I think really, for me, I would like to share with you some of my swatch memories, some of my favorite swatches, and really, basically, that's that's it, really. And have a look to see what's coming up when we have more details on the next range that's going to be released with dates, serial numbers. Yeah, proper, proper anorak nerdy swatchness. Seriously, if you don't know what the serial numbers mean, then maybe this podcast isn't for you. Um, that's not meant to throw people away, but we will really be getting into the technical level of swatches. I'm also hoping that we will be able to give reports from events that are happening around the world, whether or not that's me reading our emails that we get. Oh, actually, that's a good point. Our email address is secondwatchpod at gmail. So that's S-E-C-O-N-D-W-A-T-C-H at gmail.com. So if you have any questions, queries, issues, things you want to raise, laughs and love associated with Swatch, uh, sorry, Second Watch, then please feel free to email it in. Also, let me know what you think about the pod. Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? How can we improve it? Yes, it's me here speaking, but actually, I, I want, like many of the groups that I'm involved with, I want this to become a community podcast. So again, why am I running the podcast? Why have I started up a podcast? Well, for those of you that are Golden Pioneer members, then you will be aware of the group that I set up several years ago, um, which is a group exclusively for Golden Pioneer members. And as a setup of that group, then several other groups have been spawned. The Swatch Worldwide Enthusiast Club, the Swatch Worldwide Buy and Sale Club. Again, those aren't run by me, but they are um, led and administrated by people that are members of the Golden Pioneer Club and are members of my Golden Pioneer page. There are many things that happen within the Swatch community, both officially and unofficially, because not every country has a Swatch club. So it is important, and I think one of the things that we'll be looking to, providing we can start meeting in groups again soon, is to actually start setting up some of these meetings. And if you have meetings that you want to publicise in your country, in your locale, then please send us the info in on the second watch at gmail.com sorry the second watch pod at gmail.com so apologies this is the first podcast there will be errors but <laughs> that's part of the fun of doing a podcast so again why why have a podcast about swatch well one thing that i've learned over the years is that swatch as a brand and as collectors, are very, very passionate on this subject. And there is a wealth of knowledge out there. And you see people trying to extol other people that are new on the collecting scene. And, you know, that, that is quite sad. Yes, we collect. Yes, we would like to 
maybe get a return on some of our investment. But actually, really the joy of collecting is just having the watches and enjoying them and, and looking at them and getting them out and changing their batteries and putting them on display and talking to other Swatch people. It's, it's a fantastic thing. It really, really is. As I said, this podcast has been an idea for a while now. I discussed it in passing with one of the collectors I know in Florida, Fred, who is a very dear friend of mine, who we had the good fortune to meet when he became a gold member in Geneva a few years back. Fred, his special collection area, because trust me, Swatch collectors normally have a specialist subject area within Swatch itself. He is the maxi man. He he collects maxi watches and that's his thing. For me, I don't have a specific area. I don't have a specific element. I just enjoy the creativity, the artistry and the uniqueness of Swatch and all that it represents. As well as that, every time I wear a Swatch watch, it reminds me of friends that are more like family and just wearing a watch brings wonderful memories to me, especially if it's an event watch. But even if it's not every time I do up the buckle on one of the watches, then it memories just flood back. Sadly, the podcast will only be recorded in English. We did discuss about recording it in several languages and having several people um, do guest slots. That may still happen, but at the moment, uh, I thought rather rudely, I suppose, that English would be a good language to release the initial podcast. After all, it works so well for many other podcasts around the world, including My Dad Wrote, etc., etc., etc. I myself speak a few languages, some better than others, and would have been able to have done the podcast in several languages, but I think really for my own sanity um, and my own musings, English is definitely my easiest language to speak in, and apologies for those that will struggle to understand. I will try to slow down my voice because I know that native English, as with any native language, is spoken very, very fast. I remember the first time I was teaching in Italy, um, the translator was waving their arms frantically up and down and I thought something was going wrong. And it was just the fact that they could not translate at the speed for which I was talking. So that's kind of the introduction to the podcast. How frequent do we think the podcasts are becoming out? When I say we, I mean me. I would say once every other week initially, maybe once a month. Um, a little bit sporadic at first, especially in these changing times. I think I'm not really looking to do podcasts just for the sake of doing podcasts. Although I think regular updates, especially when we start to get all the events and fan meetings coming up, will probably need to be weekly at some point. Although the length of the podcast will vary from time to time. I'm hoping to try and truncate the podcast into about 30 to 40 minute slots. This, I think, makes it easily accessible and, um, yeah, therefore will help it to become um, part of people's essential podcast um, schedules. Because I think we all have podcast schedules. We all have our favourite podcast that we would like to listen to or that we choose to listen to as soon as it's downloaded 
or that we put time aside to to listen to. And I think really the aim of this podcast is to become one of those podcasts and for you to really enjoy sharing and exploring Swatch. So really to kick off the podcast um, in its entirety, I wrote down a few questions that I thought might be interesting for people to listen to. And again, if you have experiences of any of these, please email them in and I'll start to read them out as we go on. And just again, the email address is secondwatchpod, that's S-E-C-O-N-D-W-A-T-C-H-P-O-D at gmail.com. So, when did I get into Swatch? As I alluded to right at the start, I've been interested in Swatch watches since they first came out. I got my first Swatch in 1984, and at that point, I thought I need to get me one of those jellies, which I kind of did, if I recall. But to be honest, that's a long time ago, and, well, my memory isn't as good as it used to be. I think, really, for me, the catalyst for collecting watches was the... Vivian Westwood, the orb, I saw the watch in a newspaper and thought, that is fantastic, that's incredible. And I remember going down to the Oxford Street store at the time and saying, I want one of those watches. And they kind of wished me good luck because they're an incredibly short supply. I won one in a lucky draw in a H. Samuels in a shopping centre not too far from where I live. And I also had the good fortune to actually be able to purchase one through my friendly local neighbourhood swatch manager who put one aside for me. So I was, well, I think maybe still am, although I have a feeling I gave one away um, to a friend. Um, I did have two orb swatches. I gave one away. Yes, you'll be surprised uh, amongst collectors how many of us do give watches to other people. We think it will suit them. We think that it will match their personality. And as with many things, you know, buying and collecting the watches is great, but giving them away as gifts is fantastic and it spreads the swatch love around the world. And all we ask is that people pay that forward. In fact, the watch that's the profile picture for this podcast was given to me by my friend Fred who lives in Florida and the reason he gave me this watch was first of all it wasn't available in Europe it was only available in Asian countries so I would not have had the opportunity to buy it in a mainstream shop is that I'm actually a Minnesota Vikings football fan and the colour of the dial matches the colour of the football team yes NFL and I are are an item and we enjoy each other's company quite a bit. So after getting the orb, I then started to look at the other watches that were available and started to get into the Christmas watches and uh, met some of my very, very best friends in the process of doing so. Dennis, you know, we met at a swatch event in Covent Garden, the Happy Pig launch, which was the second club watch, and have stayed firm friends through thick and thin. Well, I've just got thicker, although he seems to have got thinner. And with our meeting such wonderful people, 
I don't think the club would have carried on the way that it has. It really is such a wonderful community. If you've thought about joining the club, I appreciate that it doesn't necessarily hold as many benefits for different people in different countries. But I strongly, strongly recommend you to do so. Buy a club watch or buy one of the watches now that enable you to sign up and join the club. And and please do. You'll get bits and bobs through the mail and it will give you the opportunity to enter the Golden Pioneer competition. Secondly, if you do become a member of the club, please sign up to events. If they're local events, support them. If they're international events, support them. You will have some of the best times of your life at these events. I really cannot stress that enough. They are great experiences. You get to meet collectors. You get to get knowledge. And it's just a great celebration of life and diversity. It really is fantastic. I am sure that there are people out there that have not had a particularly favourable experience with the club. But on the whole, most of us collectors have a really, really great experience with the club. And Victoria, who is the current club manager, is a wonderful, wonderful person. And she does travel a lot with Swatch and she pops up at events all over the world. And really, it's great to meet her and share in her enthusiasm as well. I'm not going to lie by saying that we don't talk about watches at all at the international events or even at national and local events. But I can tell you it's more about socialising and meeting people of a like mind with a common interest. They are really fantastic things to go along and get involved with. So I would suggest that as many of you as possible, please do go along and support your local events once we are again allowed to meet in groups. We can start planning them now and I'm sure that when we all get out there and start meeting each other that those events will become thriving again. So as a collector you quite often get asked a question, what is your favourite swatch? For me that's a really hard question because I have so many watches that have so many different memories and associations, some that were given to me by people as I've mentioned before some that I struggled to get hold of that I actually then got and um, others that have memories and the watches themselves aren't particularly valuable. So I think really I'm going to answer that question in a couple of phases. I think my favourite favorite watch has to be the 2004 Golden Pioneer Event Special. As I said, that was my gold year. It's a diaphan automatic and it is a thing of absolute beauty with unique colour cogs within the mechanism and unique um, painting uh, decorations on the dial. It's And the Perspex case that it came in, it, just incredible, absolutely incredible watch. Um, I think it really was um, an outstanding watch that the club issued to its Golden Pioneer members that year. There are other watches that I like, but as I said, this is podcast number one. I'm not going to go through them all now. When it comes to watches that you want in your collection, but you don't have, for me, there is only one. It's the Pomodoro Rota. 
don't really know why I like this watch so much. I like the design of the case. I like the weight of the watch. Yes, a good friend of mine, Hans, wears one of these. And he knows it's my favourite watch. And it gives me great pleasure watching someone wearing a watch that I want to have in my collection who gets so much enjoyment out of it. After all, they're watches. They're designed to be worn. They're designed to be shown off. They're designed to be displayed. They are individual pieces of art that we wear on our wrist, some of which are more limited than others. So, yeah, so that's the watch for me. Favourite Swatch memory? Well, uh, that really is incredibly, incredibly hard. Um, my favourite event probably now was an international and golden pioneer event. Um, they used to combine the events together so that there would be an event for about five days, which was fantastic. Um, there was one in Turkey in Antalya where we went cruising around a bay in a pirate ship and went onto a pomegranate farm. We travelled there in an old beaten up bus and we had freshly pressed pomegranate juice with some vegetarian food um, and some fresh fish if I'm not mistaken and we also had if that was your thing to have some vodka to go in with that freshly squeezed pomegranate juice and just the memories, the sounds, the sights, the smells, and that sense of being was just fantastic. I think they that for me probably is my favourite event. But as I said, when I first became a gold member in Brussels in 2004, that walking into a room and meeting people for the first time, not knowing anyone really apart from a couple of people that I've met before that had been at UK events. I remember walking into the bar and seeing all these people and all these faces that I'd never met before and people come up to me going, oh, are you one of the new gold members? And they're going, yeah, go, oh, welcome, welcome. I'm so, 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 oh, really nice to meet you. Oh, you're going to love it. This is going to be fantastic. And it was and it still is. So, other memories, well, I think, for me, uh, event-associated memories, again, it's a Golden Pioneer event in Berlin. We recorded a song, which <laughs> I, I will share on here at some point. Um, we were all broken up into groups, we recorded... Uh, well, we wrote separate sections and then we recorded separate sections of the song and it was all put together and there was a video made of it. <laughs> it's not the best song in the world. I know that may be blasphemous, but we had so much fun making it and the hotel we stayed in was fantastic. Some great, great memories um, and great fun times. Um, and yeah, just cementing friendships that have just grown and grown deeper and deeper over the years. And now a regular part of the podcast, new watches and what's coming out and what's just been released. Obviously the biggest thing that's in all of our spheres at the moment are the new Bond collection. So come on, email in. 
um, secondwatchpod at gmail.com. I'll put a little poll on our Facebook page. Yes, yes, we're, there is a Facebook page, uh, uh, Second Watch Pod. Um, please look us up, Second Watch Podcast, rather, on Facebook. Please look us up, like us, follow us. I'll be running polls on there, and we'll be having little chats. We can post about events as well, and we can share photos of it. Let's let's bring our Swatch worldwide community ever closer together. So yeah, so the new watches, the the Bond watches, what was your favourite? Which ones did you get? My favourite one was the Moonraker watch. I think it's because of the uh, space shuttle hand. I, I particularly liked that one. Um, but when the Q watch came out, just a thing of beauty. In the UK, you may or may not be aware, some of them were released with the inside of the lid printed upside down. Yes, it's another area that we'll be talking about. I'm sure in great detail how people collect misprints and variations. So that literally flew off the shelves very, very quickly in London. We should also not forget that our new official club watch has been released. Um, the non-limited version is available to purchase, I believe, online. However, there is a very limited edition version of this watch, which I know has been out at an event. I think there may have even been two where people could go and buy the watch. And at these events, the stamping on the watch, the limitation number was incorrect. So... I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that watch this year, especially with uh, pretty much all of the events being shut down and locked down at, at the moment. But we know that that is only a temporary measure, and I'm sure that we will all get access to the very wonderful limited edition of this year's club watch. It really is a fantastic watch, and I'm sure that if you search on the internet, really not that hard, you will be able to find pictures of this incredible watch i, I mean I, I really like it it's without a shadow of a doubt one of my favorite club watches evs and yeah it's one i'm really looking forward to adding to my collection so we're coming up to the, the 27 minute mark now on our podcast and as i said i kind of want to keep it short to around 30 minutes maybe 40 minutes depending on what's going on in the world of swatch and so yeah so all i'm going to do now is just to remind you all please email me in on secondwatchpod at gmail.com please find us on facebook second watch podcast there is a public page which you can come like follow and enjoy the world of swatch the question that i think really um I want people to email in about or even post on the Facebook pages. What is your favourite swatch? I know it's a very simple um, idea, a very simple subject to talk about, but we do all have our favourite swatches. So, you know, with your favourite watch, please post photos on the Facebook page so that we can all see the watch that really makes your heart race or fills you with 
wonderment. Also, if you have any events that you're looking to organise in the not-too-distant future, if you have any events that are coming up that you're organising, then please email them in to me on secondwatchpod at gmail.com and we'll act almost like a bit of an international public service so that people can find out where we're meeting up and really to help us share our stories and rebuild the Swatch community around us. So that really does bring us to the end of this first Second Watch pod. I hope that you've enjoyed my musings. As I said, it will become more than just my musings. We will have people joining me in the recording booth for interviews, maybe even just online at the moment because we have to keep our social distancing in place. And I'm sure this podcast will become very, very quickly a thriving hub of information and enjoyment for us to celebrate and enjoy all things that are Swatch. As I've mentioned before, so all that's now left for me to say is to keep checking those batteries, stay safe and keep ticking. And thank you for listening to the first Second Watch podcast.